fully thought she was going to toss a tit into this pumpkin <laughs> spice latte. Toss a tit into You ever just like toss a tit where it shouldn't go? No. Some of us, as you started to say that, thought you thought she would pour it onto her chest. A normal way to get a hot liquid on your boobs. But I prefer tit tossing. Welcome to Say Smut, a literary podcast for readers and non-readers. Yes, welcome. That's Sarah, and she loves books. And that's Hope, and she loves talking with me about books. Mm -hmm. Each episode, I break down the plots of some pretty wild books to Hope, who has not read them. Now, if you join us each week, you would know that we had some really crazy shit happen two weeks ago with some jack-o'-lantern smut. And then I said, hey, life's all about balance. So I brought you some non-smutty but heavy sexual tension. And then this week we're back to the absolutely redonkulous, which Yay. is seduced <laughs> by the pumpkin spice latte. Seduce me right now. Evelyn Cloves, which... Look, if you clicked on it, name, yes, if you clicked <laughs> on this episode to you, if you clicked on this episode, you probably already can figure out where we're going. So I don't feel like I'm going to shock anybody. Also, if you're around by our what, what is this like our 14th episode, I think, like, you know, you know what the yeah, deal you, is, you know what you've signed up for. It's in it, say smut is what the podcast is called. And the author of this book's last name is Close. So I don't know what you were expecting. Cloves and spice equals pumpkin spice latte smut. <laughs> equals everything nice. Pumpkin yes. spice latte smut. And if you hear that squeaking in the background, it's not a chair. It's not a loose screw. It is Hope's dog. It is a loose screw. It's one of my two dogs. <laughs> is it the only one who is ever loud enough to make an appearance on this show. L listen to her sing. The 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 same dog that started a fire in your house a couple episodes ago. That is true. And this didn't happen during the podcast, but you should also know that recently she ran away, broke into a home, refused to leave, and was brought back to me by a policeman in a squad car. So that's fine. She's a constant state of absolute chaos. Like, you know that chart that's like neutral, chaotic, like like evil chaotic she is actually at the evil chaotic part of the spectrum she's actually a line in the bottom of the graph not that's something it's not like a measurement but it's like where chaotic is and then like a lot like the exterior line of the whole thing she's just the line that juts out from the word chaotic and she's only chaotic she's, she's just not going neutral good or evil it's no pure chaos. i guess that's true see so i'm sorry, sorry. i'm sorry I'm, I'm trying to mute my mic when I'm not talking. It's the best we've got in a tough situation. <laughs> Look, it's all we can do. So let me just get started and do some talking so you can mute. Uh, mute. Mute. Uh, okay, so content warnings. We really just have sexual content this time around. There's really no other triggers at all. And uh, I'm going to let you know right now that this book was 18 pages on my Kindle. Yeah. And I will let you all know as a warning that I think my research will have more trigger warnings than the actual book we're discussing. <laughs> wow. I love that. I love that I'm not the problematic one here for once. I it's love me. that. <laughs> I, I'm the me. Well... I'm going to let you also know that the story graph rating is a 2.71, which, 
Which is like the lowest rating we've ever had. And honestly, Goodreads isn't much better at 2.75. And you're probably wondering, Sarah, what did you rate it? And I, like many of our other absolutely bonkers smut books, cannot rate it. Like my mind cannot wrap around the concept. Therefore, like, what do I rate it on? Like the plot? Because most time there is no plot. Do I rate it on the sex? Like I have to say on creativity scale, we're up there. So it'll be fun for us to rate this later um, because obviously it's chaotic. What I'm hearing is that seduced by the pumpkin spice latte may be an acquired taste. (laughs) It sure is. I also do not like pumpkin spice. I don't really like a lot of pumpkin-y things. I also don't like cinnamony things so Hot this is like all around from Sarah I know I know uh what can I say I'm that girl you know <laughs> I'm such a pick me girl right now <laughs> oh I'm so sorry everybody uh but a little bit about the author actually I couldn't find like any information about Evelyn Cloves um because there's like, nothing out there this is such a nuanced book I don't even know how I could find something about her I will tell you the titles of some of her other work which include The Congressman's Milkmaid Taken by the Centaur Cockholded by Her Boss <laughs> Look, first of all, 10 out of 10 for titles. I love them all. And second of all, for just a moment, I thought we were going off food themes. And then there were other themes, so never mind. All right. Well, I know this is going to be a short episode because this book was 18 pages on my Kindle. And when I opened the file on my Kindle, it claimed that it was 178 pages or something. But then I clicked forward and then it went forward like 30 some pages or something ridiculous. So I don't know how that Kindle situation's working. I don't know if it was the font size I had going for me or whatever. But really, this is really 18 pages. And we start with, uh, oh, sorry, I have to ask you, are you ready? I, hold on. Do you want me to start this section over? Well, no, your section is fine. I'm confused because I'm trying to record this on my, uh, for some reason, sorry, my audacity is recording my audio on a second line while playing the audio I've already recorded. You know, do you ever use my audacity audio? No, that's why I've told you to stop doing it. I just always have it for a backup. I know I did too, but then I was like, meh. Well, forget about it. If you can hear me, it's fine. Yeah. That's anyway, I'm it's a short book. <laughs> I'm going to start that section over. That's now. fine. So... I know this is going to be a short episode because the book was a total of 18 pages on my Kindle. And it was really weird because I opened up the file on my Kindle. I bought it from Amazon from Jeff Bezos. And um, I opened it up and it says that it's like 178 pages or something ridiculous. But then I start clicking through and it was moving forward quicker in the book than I thought. And then I was like, oh, so it must be my font size or something. But it is almost 18 pages uh, which was ridiculous. Um, but we're gonna, uh, before we get started, I always have to ask our, if you are ready, are you ready? I have never been more ready to be seduced by the pumpkin spice latte. And it's not going to be in the situation that you think it is. Cause when I, I kind of knew what this was about going into it, <laughs> but 
it's it's a it's a smidge it's like a degree different than what you think it's gonna be okay i mean i had a lot of questions but with pumpkin spice lattes being liquid so i'm excited to find out how this pans out what do you think this is gonna what do you think this is gonna be about with it being 18 pages i mean a practical answer that doesn't involve (laughs) having sexual relations with a latte which i'm not ruling out is that an attractive human being presents a pumpkin spice latte and in that way there is some seduction that happens and or maybe it's just a really sexy latte and i can't rule that out and i'm not here to yuck anybody's yeah yeah well look uh there there are humans and pumpkin spice lattes involved um there is no shifters in this so it's not like a person personified version of you don't have to fuck the latte for it to stay human yeah no none of that nonsense this time around um so we start with our main character melissa who wakes up on the day that starbucks offers its pumpkin spice latte which is a very big day already off to an amazing start i i'm gonna spoil something to do with the research so you know that it has been 20 years since starbucks came out with the pumpkin spice latte Wow, the 20th anniversary of Mm -hmm. pumpkin spice lattes. Yeah, this year. That's delightful. Thank you. Um, Continue. Well, I'm going to pop into your research in just a second. But um, she wakes up and she is full, like, white girl fall vibes. I'm talking yoga pants. I'm Mm -hmm. talking multiple layers on layers and some scarves thrown in there there's a taylor swift reference on the first page it's and don't get me wrong i'm i've become a t-swizzle fan but i just i mean it is just thickly layered she had shimmering auburn hair that she threw up in a ponytail which is like some that's some fanfic writing right there i'm telling you the writing in itself good was maybe some of the worst <laughs> look at least it was all grammatically correct and like that's more than i can say about my own writing so congratulations congratulations to, evelyn. To evelyn close um but like I, i'll get into one i i was really harsh on this book i don't know why i wasn't i've not been harsh on some of our other uh short smut books but Anyway, she she wakes up and she knows it's the day. She knows it's the day it's happening. And so she's in her in her bed and she, quote, ran her hands along her body, enjoying her own naked form that would soon be enjoying a hot, delicious taste of pumpkin spice latte. End quote. Amazing. That's how I celebrate fall. Uh First of all, naked. Second of all, (laughs) touching myself in anticipation. (laughs) just kidding i'm just kidding that's not true she she also said that um it was like it's the anticipation that she experiences when she sees a really attractive person i don't know how anticipated i feel when i see a really attractive person but maybe we haven't seen enough attractive people so i would like you at this time to give us our history of la pumpkin spice lattes Yes. So this is, in in fairness, the, the history of pumpkin spice latte is actually pretty short. So this is going to be a prolonged history of pumpkin spices and then how it transitions into lattes in a report I'm calling Pumpkin Spice Up Your Life. That, 
Not as great as some of your others, but I liked it. No, I mean, once you find out the content of this report, we're all going to be bummed out. So honestly, it could have been worse. Um, First, thank you so much to the Washington Post, Better Homes and Gardens, Food and Wine, History.com and Starbucks, which is where I got all my information, and trigger warning. And I'm so sorry, you may skip all of my research, which may be more of the podcast than the book, uh, because I am going to discuss several difficult things. And again... You're welcome to leave, but I will I will not go into super in-depth. It's just kind of present through the history of pumpkin spice. I'm going to have to talk about uh, slavery, genocide, death, and starvation. You know what? And I guess I'm guessing, this is putting a wild guess out there, that it was us white people doing some crazy dumb shit, yes. crazy racist, stupid shit the very that next got bullet. us to yeah. this point. The very next bullet point of my research says, spoiler alert, pumpkin spice, while delicious, has a history of white people bullshit attached to it. Cry face. Wow. Shocker. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. Let's so. dive. Uh, so we'll see you guys in a second if you're going to skip ahead, but yeah. uh, we will uh, dive into this right now. Yeah. The, if you only wanted to know about the latte part, the TLDR is that it was invented literally 20 years ago from uh, 2023 by Starbucks. But let's talk about the spices that make up pumpkin spices. I would like to open this up with a quote from the Washington Post article, Fall's favorite spice blend has a violent history. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We can't say I didn't TW the crew. Um, in this article, food historian Sarah Wasberg says, some spices are part of a natural course of trade. It just happens that the main spices in pumpkin spice are fraught with colonizer histories, which I don't think any of us could possibly be surprised by. But no, before I, we get to everything, all, almost yeah, everything. I mean, what what haven't we touched and soiled with our with our colonization? Not much. Before we get started into all that gloom and doom, Sarah, there are a handful of spices that make up pumpkin spice mixes. Which spices do you think of when you think of pumpkin spice? Which is a funny question to ask you now that I know you're not a huge fan. No, I'm not. And so all I can think of is obviously pumpkin spice is like going to be made up of something along the lines of pumpkin. Um, <laughs> um, I'd like to say there's some cinnamon in there, likely. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, I would not. Maybe some brown sugar. Interesting, interesting is that a sp- that's not a spice just kidding i'm the stupidest bitch in this room that's not alone. true and i will not accept that negative self-talk thank you um i don't i'm trying to think of like what you would throw into this shit knowing i've never i've never gotten into them so i don't know you tell me you're so good on cinnamon there isn't actually i don't know if this will be a surprise to people or not there isn't actually pumpkin in pumpkin spice pumpkin spice is purely the spices you commonly put in like a pumpkin pie just pre-mixed for you so you don't have to mix them yourself um and it varies what kind of spices you get in pumpkin spice but they typically include cinnamon as you mentioned um ginger nutmeg cloves sometimes allspice sometimes mace which i've never really thought of outside of the concept kecks of like pepper spray but oh my gosh would yeah, be you're a, absolutely would be right a spice <laughs> so, yeah um and again that varies but you're all, you're on the same bag when you think of pumpkin spice mixes you don't usually think of them separate of the pumpkin related thing that they're in so all of that makes complete sense but yeah those are the variety of spices that come in. Um, the pumpkin spice we have today is allegedly devoid of conflict, but that is not how it came to be because the core spices all have histories of bad white people shit. Um, and so the articles I've uh, gone and researched for this have, you know, it's, it's a long, very colonizer history. 
the world is tough, so I'm going to keep it a little brief. But note that almost every of those coast spices has some heinous history. So starting with nutmeg, um, a lot of these spices are grown in like the spice islands and what is modern day Indonesia. Um, nutmeg in particular was and is grown in what used to be called the Banda Islands. So again, modern day Indonesia. And in 1621, the majority of that population were killed or enslaved or starved out by the Dutch East India Company oh so that they could God. try and control the nutmeg. And this oh. came after years of trying to win over that control of the spice trade. Um, similar stories kind of across the board. Uh, Amboya or Amboina, excuse me, which is also in current day Indonesia, was famous for going cloves in the 17th century, fighting over control of the clove trade, almost brought England and the Netherlands to war. So that's not great. Um, just, as, yeah. the, as the Dutch person on this call, I just really want to apologize. And I don't mean that in a funny way at all, no, because okay. this really fucking sucks. It's, I'm so sorry. Yeah, ad admittedly, there is a through line of... <laughs> the Dutch East India. Uh, no, train. you know what? Look, the it's, Dutch, look, the Dutch okay. acts. We know. We act like we. Oh, sorry, I just dropped what I was fiddling with. Um, we act like we're all innocent, but we all know that the Dutch were the ones that made the slave ships, which were not. And awkward. look, look. The, the moral of this story is that it's pretty much just all white people doing bullshit. It's not yeah. just people who are Dutch. It's a bunch no, of white no. People. But like, I think I think it's time that I take some ownership of my ancestors <laughs> right now, and I just want to formally apologize. Um, and I'm so sorry. This sucks. Okay. Anyway. All right, you can keep going. Don't, don't even worry about it. We'll talk about some cinnamon. Cinnamon. <laughs> <laughs> come from with another thing Sarah doesn't enjoy colonization and cinnamon. And no, I absolutely <laughs> hate cinnamon. It's like a, <laughs> a worse nightmare for me, honestly. <laughs> well, it comes from several places, but is mostly cultivated in Sri Lanka. Um, it has seen tumult as well. The cinnamon trade has been controlled by the Portuguese, then the Dutch, and then the British, um, according to the Sri Lankan export development board so it's it's a lot of trading hands it's a lot of white people being like we want to make money from all the spices no we want to control the spice trade and it's just you know uh, really a tale as old as time i would say yep um the washington post article notes that in or around after the 1500s europeans were tired of trading with the indigenous people from these places who grow these spices so things started getting more violent and i was like mm, but it's already so bad um i won't do a super deep dive but all you need to know is shit sucks um around the 17th century regular regular europeans would know about these spices like cloves and cinnamon and stuff but wouldn't necessarily have access to it um they were hard to find things weren't industrialized yet um you had to do this trade and also all of the genocidal bullshit oh, to be in course. charge of it um but it was slowly but surely becoming more common. So uh, for a while, you would maybe know about it, but not necessarily have access to it. Um, once plantations started using enslaved labor to make more spice crops, there was more supply ply and lower prices, which bummer. Um, and then this trend pretty much continues as industrialization grows and spice plants move into other regions. And eventually these spices become a lot easier to find and are more incorporated into mainstream recipes and found in recipe boats. So. We'll get it a little more into the specifics of the pumpkin spice of it. But the big good quote from this overarching terrible history of individual spices that are included in this mix is uh, food historian Sarah Wasserberg 
Johnson said, quote, it's true that if we didn't consume food that hadn't been touched by slavery and indigenous displacement, we wouldn't be eating a lot of food. But whenever foods enter the pop culture lexicon the way pumpkin spice has in the U.S., it's important to acknowledge how it reached us. And that's what we're doing right now. Just acknowledging that, yes, it's here now and hopefully it's better. But the way it got here. Also, I think this is also a message of like, just because we live in the 21st century where slavery is illegal, at least in the United States, um, doesn't mean that companies are sourcing their food ethically. And yeah, massive disclaimer over pretty much any statement I make that things are allegedly not fraught with this kind of stuff anymore. I yeah yeah um so look good yeah yeah good shit so that's that we can now get into where it gets a little bit better so this is let's talk specifically about pumpkin spice so we spoke a little bit about this in our jack episode but pumpkins are like a north and south american crop so as such mixing these spices in with pumpkin in particular picked up more in the americas than it did anywhere else so one of the earliest pumpkin pie recipes was written by someone named Amelie Simmons in 1796 in a cookbook called American Cookery. And apparently it was, uh, so yeah, it used, quote, lots of sugar and spices, including mace, nutmeg, and ginger. Um, by the 19th century, these core spices, so nutmeg and cloves and cinnamon and ginger and mace and stuff, became very common inclusions for the spiced foods that we're familiar with. So like, it started cropping up in gingerbread recipes, pumpkin recipes, mm-hmm. apple recipes, etc. So there is a like a claim of who packaged the first pumpkin spice. And then there is what I believe is the reality of the situation. So uh, pumpkin spice, again, is just a pre-mixture of all of these spices that are now commonly popping up in pumpkin recipes and apple recipes and whatever. So uh, still varying place to place, but generally including nutmeg, cloves, cinnamon, ginger, whatever. Um, Spoiler alert, you can just make it yourself, and I have. So if you have those individual spices, you can find recipes or intuitively sort of mix them together and you've got your own pumpkin spice. But uh, in McCormick, the spice company, known for all of its good, good spices, says it was the first company to sell packaged pumpkin pie spice. The McCormick website calls its pumpkin spice a McCormick original since 1934, but I would pay close attention to how that is phrased because uh, a food historian in the Washington Post and other other reports that I saw, not even just this one historian, says that a company called Thompson and Taylor ran an ad selling pumpkin spice in 1933, which is a whole year prior, in an issue of the St. Louis Post Dispatch. Regardless of who did it first. I think McCormick's claim of being it being a McCormick original since 1934 is technically true because that's when they started selling it. But maybe another company was selling it prepackaged before them. Regardless, um, Better Homes and Gardens said in one of their uh, articles about the history of pumpkin spice that the invention of having pumpkin spice all like prepackaged and sold together came uh, following the invention of the a pureed canned pumpkin in 1929 by the company Libby or Libby's who still makes that. And I have some in my pantry right now, like canned pureed pumpkin. So Libby's came up with this pumpkin and then spice companies were like, if we just, people have all this pumpkin and they're going to want it in more recipes. We could really make a killing if we just pre-mix all these spices. Although some would argue it might have been smarter 
to have them buy all the individual spices and then tell them to make it themselves. Just my opinion. I'm not a business person. No, no, no. You know, it's all capitalism. It's fine. It's all capitalism. So this is in like the 1920s and 30s. Um, Amazing. The Thompson and Taylor's version included nine spices, but McCormick's blend includes four. So they use cinnamon, ginger, nutmeg, and allspice, plus sulfiting agents, which I imagine are preservatives. Um, And then back into what I had mentioned previously, the pumpkin spice latte, which was introduced by Starbucks, turned 20 this year and was introduced 20 years ago. Um, Starbucks first developed it as a seasonal fall beverage, which it still is, but it's not the first time they had a seasonal beverage. Their first big successful seasonal beverage was the peppermint mocha, which tracks for me personally. Uh, I remember big peppermint mocha time. I kind of remember the introduction of pumpkin spice latte. Um, It was developed with a combination of like internal development and brainstorming and customer surveys and taste testing and stuff. Um, it debuted in the fall of 2003 in about 100 Starbucks locations, and then the following year it was rolled out across the United States and Canada. Um, they Starbucks said that they might have switched up what their fall beverage was, but Facebook and Twitter began existing in 2006, which then gave the company a front row seat to how much everybody loved the pumpkin spice latte by way of oh, like lovely. people tweeting about it or posting about it. So... Thank you to Facebook and Twitter. Um, In any case, it it boomed. In the 2010s, everything was pumpkin spice. That's when we had stuff like pumpkin spice ham, pumpkin spice chapstick. And there are like lots of memes about things being pumpkin spice flavored. This is all funny uh, 2010s tomfoolery. And um, in 2012, the pumpkin spice frenzy, according to Starbucks, resulted in an ingredients shortage, though I assume that means for Starbucks to make the pumpkin spice latte and not for pumpkin spice across the globe. But I suppose I don't really know. In no, any you case, know what? it's all it's, right in itself. Yeah, look, look, look. I'm not going to say that they have that much of a pull, but like, I mean, they could. But there's one on every corner. So yeah, maybe they do. Um, to round us off, that's pretty much the history of pumpkin spice. The latte history is about 20 years deep. And the spice latte goes back, or the spice history is further than that. And then the genocidal individual spice history is the longest and worst of it all. Um, I wanted to close off with a little bit of an important reminder slash quote uh, that I found. So important to remember when you pumpkin spice latte is uh, that your, and by your I mean companies are, uh, getting stuff from all over the world and repackaging it for wealthy consumers without acknowledging the history of the ingredients. Acknowledge the history of the ingredients. It's very sad, but still you can have a pumpkin spice latte. Just maybe think about the hardships that went into it. Wow. You know, I want everybody to know that uh, when we sit down and plan these episodes, I will sit back and be like, okay, here's what I have in mind. Like for this seasonal, like kind of book. And here's this general, very vague topic that I will hand over to hope where I'm like, Sometimes I'll give her a really specific thing where I'll say, like, I need to know how much, you know, a king crab fisherman makes annually. But then sometimes I just tell her, hey, can you do something on pumpkin spice? And Mm -hmm. then you Mm -hmm. just take the ball and you just make a whole home run. And then you go and sit on the bench while the ball's still flying. And you sip a little pumpkin spice latte and you just... You knock it out of the park every and frown because I feel guilty about all of the genocide and frown. But look, you seriously knocked that out of the park. I, I don't Thank even you. know. Like I didn't know what to expect, and I, I appreciate also like the very 
like ethical reminder of yes. what we consume and especially being in you know a first world and 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 have yes. access to a lot of things that you know we don't know where it comes from so yes i'll say don't thank me thank all my sources and also honestly probably thank starbucks for making the pumpkin spice latte popular resulting in all of these articles about where pumpkin spice comes from reminding us about its horrible history <laughs> and making pumpkin spice latte popular enough that somebody made a smut book about it so then we could talk about it on a podcast so it's all, it's all full circle all right. So our girl, Melissa, is going to Starbucks. She's so excited. She orders her drink. And this hot goth girl barista says to her, quote, I think they're the sexiest drink we sell. <laughs> what? What? We were all in it for hot goth barista. And then we got conf- I didn't know I should be judging my Starbucks order based on the sexiness. I was always looking at other merits like flavor. Yeah, flavor presentation. If they spelled my name right, cost. Um, <laughs> Can I get it in the most biggest size? Yeah, I, I still. I, I'm. This is just shows you how little I. Which I don't drink coffee or anything like that. And so, um, I go in this there whole and book is just lost on sarah <laughs> no it really is because i'll go in there and i'll say hey can i have a small medium large and they're like you mean this you mean venti you mean grande you mean? We all and i'm mean, like and first of all that's pretentious so we all mean the same thing you know yeah you know, you know what i mean you know <laughs> you know so melissa thinks this barista is flirting with her and she politely like turns her down and she's like oh the girl's like oh no i was just telling you how sexy i think the drink is I'm not flirting with you, but you are attractive. So if you ever want to, which ma'am, she already turned you down. This transition is insane. (laughs) (laughs) So then she sits and waits and this really hot man with an Afro gives her her drink. And she's like, why is everybody who works at Starbucks so hot? And you know what? I don't know if that's quite true. Is Um, he like, it's because of the pumpkin spice latte. It's incredibly sexy. (laughs) Yeah. It's one of those things where I was recently talking about this with somebody where it's like, uh, I was reading a book where they're like, you have your camp goggles on where it's like, you only find this <laughs> certain group of people attractive, right? Because you're in a certain space for so long. The worst part is you definitely know what I've talked about. Cause you've worked <laughs> at a camp for so long. It's happened to me almost every summer I attended this camp, full camp goggles. There's always one crush. At there's least. all you look around. You're like, I got to spend all this time with people. Which one's the most attractive, right? <laughs> oh, that. That just punched me in the gut with I'm so glad I could do that for you. All right. Well, she grabs her cup and she says it's like holding hands with a hot person, which like, I mean, technically that could be correct. I mean, you're holding a hot beverage. I can only assume it's got a coffee sleeve on it because if it doesn't and that's what holding the hand of a hot person feels like, that's dangerous and you'll hurt yourself. Maybe I read it too fast because it was 18 pages, but I don't know if it had a sleeve on it. I have to assume it had a sleeve on it, but I don't want to be an, I don't want to make an ass out of you and me. So I just can't tell if I'm not holding proper temperature coffee for this experience or if I'm not holding the hands of enough hot people to know that they're the same. <laughs> and you're married. You're married. So like you That's should true. maybe figure that out. <laughs> just I've just never made this just comparison. Like, so mm-hmm. something's wrong. 
Yeah, I don't order enough pumpkin spice lattes to know, but she is looking around for a place to sit and it's kind of crowded and and the, and the Afro guy uh, gives her like kind of this gesture to take the drink upstairs because there's a second floor, which I would like to talk. I've been in a lot of local coffee shops that have a second floor, have never been in a Starbucks with a second floor, never been in a Starbucks with a second floor. I imagine that there are like flagship locations like big in big city locations that are multi-story. But I have a feeling that this is going to lead to like an upstairs sexy room for hot latte time. And I'm just not sure I'm ready. <laughs> well, you, you told me you were ready for this story. I That's am. why I ask every time I want verbal consent. So, I didn't know we'd be going to the upstairs sexy latte room. That's different. <laughs> again, so we we go up to the s- second floor and there's big chairs, you know, like kind of a hangout room and there's no one else up there. And by this point, she hasn't taken a drink yet. And she says she has so much anticipation that her nipples are hard. <laughs> I love this book. <laughs> so Hope and I are like giggling. It's so, it's so great. I'm having a great time. So she takes her first drink and moans, which I don't think is super out of the normal. We've all taken that first bite and we're like, oh, yeah, it's like this tastes so great. Mm-hmm. That's normal. Um, but then she starts touching her nipples. You're and a- that's... <clears throat> That's where we start. This starts going up or downhill, depending on how you want to view it. Now, listen. (laughs) Now, listen. I don't condone public masturbation. Yeah. I can only assume this is a designated sexy latte room for sexy latte times. We will answer this question in a little while, but you got to bear with me through this. Okay. So, quote, she put a lid on the pumpkin spice latte so she wouldn't be too tempted to gulp it all down at once, even though she wanted it inside her so badly. End quote. <laughs> Look, there's a lot of references to, like, you know, I drank some, I felt the warmth go down my throat. Sure. Well, right? Like, they we've had, are we've had those experiences. Totalizing everything of this story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then she goes, quote, the cup of pumpkin spice latte was so warm on her mouth that she wanted to see what it would feel like on other parts of her, end quote. Then mm. take a hot shower. You you heard of a bath. Yeah. (laughs) You absolutely have the right to feel hot liquid on your body in a very, look, we also say that we are not um, kink shaming anybody here, but look, I just can't get on board with this one. I'm just concerned about yeast infections. I am too. I am too. Really concerned. So she uses the cup. Okay. I also should back up here because at this point, She was talking so much about her boobs and so much about the liquid that I was fully convinced that she was going to put a tit in the loop. (laughs) I fully thought she was going to toss a tit into this pumpkin spice latte. Toss a tit into it. You ever just like toss a tit where it shouldn't go? No. Some of us, as you started to say that, thought you thought she would pour it onto her chest. A normal way to get a hot liquid on your boobs. But I prefer tit tossing. Just tit, 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 tit. I can't Just it out there. Just Don't burn yourself. The tit in. Just the tit. Just the tit. Anyway, so she uses the cup to massage her breasts, which results in some spills. 
Yeah. So look, we're not we're not far we're not going to be far off from your uh, prediction here. Look, at least it's relatable. <laughs> I would she, spill too. <laughs> yeah. No. And this isn't going to be the last time she spills because she puts the cup between her legs mm-hmm. on the outside of her yoga pants, mm-hmm. and then starts pleasuring herself with her hand inside her pants, and this results in many a more spills. Yeah, but also doesn't your hand then separate the cup from your- I yes, I thought the same thing okay. and I didn't I think like, that was a little stretch. Whatever works for you, man. Yeah. So then um she starts chugging the drink while she's taking care of herself down there. And by the time she climaxes, the cup is crumpled in her hand. Quote, now the pumpkin spice was inside her, a part of her now end quote which this is going to be my edit on on the writing you have now twice in that sentence i don't know why we had two nows in one sentence but that's a personal that's a personal preference because now it's part of her now now i would also like to say at this point when i was reading i thought you know what if there's a second floor to a business where there is no employee occupying the space regularly you'd probably have a camera up there i would think so you gotta but then again all the employees know how sexy this latte is so they're Uh, like you're gonna need a room and we got (laughs) so she feels now that she's climaxed and she's finished she feels like she's being watched and that's because she is uh too hot the two hot employees that were uh taking care of her uh, are holding pumpkin spice lattes and standing at the top of the stairs, which like gives me those twins from The Shining vibes. <laughs> right. I'm just imagining the twins from The Shining holding pumpkin it, spice is lattes. Is it framed like they just walked in or is it framed like they've been there? They've been there. She they've did, definitely been I there. I ask because an important point of consent is that she has turned down one of these people. <laughs> yeah, but she did get it on in their store she did but did she know they were there does she have the right to privacy when she's literally in public there's a lot of questions there's a lot of questions melissa reasonably freaks out which i'm so glad there's a normal react a semi-normal reaction reasonable part of the whole book (laughs) Uh, the goth lesbian comes over and starts stroking her hair and says don't worry we understand and the guy starts stroking her with the pumpkin spice latte in his hand and is like, we knew you were something special when you walked in. And the girl's like, yes, we know. We're like you, Melissa, which just feels <laughs> culty a little. <laughs> I just want you to see how just unsensual rubbing a cup on a body <laughs> For This is an audio medium, and I'm going to let everybody know. know that Hope just that was, caressed yeah. her collarbone with and her face with a cup of water (laughs) gosh okay so then (laughs) melissa and the goth girl start making out Mm -hmm. it's an interesting twist because again she was like oh no thank you before (laughs) and but she's so titillated by everybody who works and what they make in starbucks so the guy pours some of the pumpkin spice latte on melissa's chest so then melissa starts kissing him is she and then, sure, or did they take it off? I'm gonna get there. Don't worry. Oh no. Um. So then Melissa starts kissing him, and the goth girl pours her pumpkin spice latte on Melissa's crotch. 
Well, really worried about that yeast infection. Somebody I am. Please call a doctor. And also, I would like to note that as somebody who has worked in the service industry, this is getting so messy and somebody's going to have to clean it up. And Some I think she's person. sitting on a leather chair, which oh. does not make it better. And you know, it's like, it's possible they have a separate janitorial staff, but the no. likelihood is that just Absolutely some not. college kid's going to have to go up there when they close and like mop. And that's a bummer. <laughs> that's such a bummer. So Melissa then essentially takes off everything on her top portion of her body, which she then lists as like my two scarves and my two shirts my oversized shirts and blah blah blah. I'm like, okay. She was wearing ten five fall layers, and now she's so sweaty. <laughs> yeah, and they're like all over each other. Very heavy threesome vibes. And the guy has his hand down Melissa's pants, and they keep pouring pumpkin spice latte on her like it's flash dance. And if you don't understand that reference, I don't really need you uh, to just google it okay i was gonna um, say maybe you're not old enough to listen to this podcast I, but then i remembered we're the old ones and never we mind. really are um so melissa climaxes again and goth girl is now drinking like or she's like you should drink this pumpkin spice latte post-orgasm because it'll be the best drink you've ever had and i'm really not sure how there's any pumpkin spice latte left because now no. they have poured a lot of it out um, they had trantas for sure yeah, yeah, yeah. So Goth Girl then explains that they're uh sorry, but actually before I finish, I actually before I finish, um, <laughs> do you want to guess how this is going to end? Because I'm on my last bullet point. Are they gonna hire her <laughs> to also make pumpkin spice lattes? That would have been a great lot twist. Because then the power would be in her own hands. It would. I have no, I have no idea. There was a lot about this I really couldn't predict. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely not. So Goth Girl explains that there are a certain few people who are pumpkin spice sexuals. Oh, and the course. girl and boy led her upstairs so she could, quote, discover it herself. Because they knew when she walked in, they were like, we think you might be like their sp pumpkin spice radar was going off. And they were like, you know what? I think she needs to work this one out. Seems like and a forced outing, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and they are like, we are happy to help you figure your pumpkin spice sexuality out at this time. And we'll like help you out in whatever way you want us to. And she was like, do we want to do this again? And they were like, sure, we'll go make another batch. And she's like, can we try it? Can we try it with six cups instead of three? And then it just ends. <laughs> <laughs> it just ends with her being like, could we try six cups this time? <laughs> I just we double fist. I, I don't want to use any of our rating system for this specifically. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to go on how it made me feel, which is confused and amused. <laughs> confused and amused. That's the only rating we need. Um, so, oh gosh, do you have any final thoughts, concerns, or suggestions? Just this applause for a very good book. 
A little round Don't of have applause. any suggestions. Well, if you could very sadly bring up the fraught history of pumpkin spice beforehand, that's kind of a disclaimer. <laughs> also, if you could explain to me how she was taking care of herself down there while putting the pumpkin spice between her legs, I still think the hand is in the way. But well, it just uh, does for what the purpose I assume the pumpkin spice is supposed to be serving in yeah. that scenario. It doesn't really make a lot of no. sense. <laughs> I think I'm with you on that one. So let's do our rating system. Not sure how we're going to do this, but um, diversity, I think we are trying to be diverse with a lesbian goth girl and with the guy with the afro. And with pumpkin spice sexuals. Yes, and pumpkin spice sexuals. Um, What are you going to give this? (laughs) This is, wait, wait. why did we decide to do a podcast? I'm feeling the same as I did after we read Jack and after we read Unhinged. Yes. With with the caveat that this did specify some races and orientations of people in a way that I don't think the other books did. But also, I mean, I'm going to give it a 3.5. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's a, I guess it's a, uh, I guess it's a three for me. (laughs) I'll join, I'll join you at a three. I'll join you at the three. Plot, I'm giving it a one. I'm so sorry. There was literally no plot. Listen, was there no plot or was there all the plot? And it was the best plot, which is helping discover your pumpkins by sexuality, because this was so off the wall that I want to give it like a four. (laughs) You're going to give it a four. Yeah, it's wild. It makes it's like to as to clarify. I'm not basing this on like, does this structurally make a great story? I didn't read the book, so I don't have to. It's on, <laughs> the, here's this crazy plot line. Well, how does it make you feel? And it makes me feel what, like a four. <laughs> what do you think the plot was? Tell me what the plot was. The plot was a, a, a woman on a sexual awakening journey. Okay. And how it was instantly gratified. I will buy that from you, but it's I'm just... It's a short plot. I'm staying at a one. There's little. I'm also going to give the smut a five. That was excellent. I for eighteen. Yeah, it's a five smut. That's a five smut. Um, We don't really get into a lot of, at least yet, like play with stuff. And people, you know, I know that people. Some people like to like melt, you can melt candles and like pour the wax mm-hmm. on people. And what is a candle if not an inedible pumpkin spice latte? You could Which, even get it in a pumpkin spice scent. To be fair, like th- like that's what I was trying to say at the beginning of this was that this wasn't like she's having sex with a pumpkin spice latte. It was like a pumpkin spice latte turns her on. Yeah, that's, it was like, it know, was like a toy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I dropped the link to the cover um, oh, yes. down in our rating system. Would you mind? describing us the the cover please mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> first of all this is doesn't matter for anybody but me but for some reason just my browser when i opened this was zoomed in 300 <laughs> <laughs> jump scare it was a, the, the font is huge and the picture is crazy um it's i mean it's a delightful cover. So you can see a woman just pretty much from the mouth down. And I will say that her hair does seem to be like a sparkling auburn. Um, she is holding in a way you would probably not at all hold a latte. What this appears- is definitely a cropped in latte. Yeah, this is, again, 
I love it because it's how I would also make the cover of this book, which would be to find someone holding something and then delete the thing they're holding and then put the thing I want them to hold. In this case, I, a latte in their hands. But yeah, it is, it is like uh, all fingertips are touching this latte in a way that's hard to describe, but that you should know inherently is wrong. Um, <laughs> anyway, it says seduced by the pumpkin spice latte. Evelyn Cloves on the bottom, still a incredibly appropriate last name for the author of this book. And I'm very happy about it. It's, it's a four star cover for me. I don't know what else you'd put on it. I am giving it five stars mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, because again, not sure what else you could possibly want from that. There's something um, interesting happening. I just noticed this and I think it's just something I see. It kind of looks like this person is wearing like a Halloween costume vampire cloak a little bit. There's like a there's like a side red thing that's jutting out and then there's like a black velvety looking shoulder that just from my vantage point and probably just to me looks like the woman in this photograph may have originally been wearing a vampire costume. <laughs> Yes, I I see what you see, but it Thank also you. could be a indescript background that we do not know because this was right. very heavily photoshopped. Also, yes. I'd like you guys to know that there are two very opposing fonts on yes. this. <laughs> yes, seduced by the is a very like typewriter. Yes, surf font, and then pumpkin spice latte is more of a like whippy dippy sad surf. Yeah, like a, I don't know. I don't know how you describe this font. Not typewriter font. That ends with me giving 70 and you giving 80%. Um, can you share with me your say smut moment from this, please? Uh, yeah, it was all 18 pages of the book. Yeah. Just really top to bottom. Not, I don't know that one particularly normal thing happened to the whole book. Except for any part where someone actually normally consumed a latte, which didn't even happen that much. <laughs> My thing was the fact that she discovered this about herself, even though she's been having pumpkin spice lattes for how long? Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, like, this was the time that she was like, oh, my gosh, I'm sexually aroused. I can't believe this, this is so weird. And the fact that there were two other pumpkin spice sexual people who just mm -hmm. knew and they were like, oh, and I, I forgot to mention this, but he prevented, they prevented other people from going upstairs so that she could oh. have alone time. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. I guess the biggest what the smut is the fun, sexy latte room upstairs, followed by uh, the new to me concept of pumpkin spice sexuals, something I'll be on the lookout for next Friday. Yeah. And I'm also a little sad she didn't throw a tit in the pumpkin spice latte because that I was waiting for it. Um, look, do you, look, that's our episode. I couldn't have asked for anything more or less. Um, this was great. Happy pumpkin spice uh, season, everybody. You can find us if you so choose on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at at say smut podcast. Additionally, we would love to hear your book recommendations. Send them my way um, via email at say smut, say smut podcast at gmail.com. And pop us a rating if you so choose um rate and review on your podcast platform of your choosing but don't be mean just to be mean be mean don't, because we actually suck <laughs> yeah don't be mean do tell us what you think the sexiest starbucks drink is oh you know i had a pink drink this summer Ooh. via one of our friends and uh i didn't get it I didn't get it. I keep not getting it. I keep not understanding the Starbucks craze. So weird take at Starbucks. I specifically enjoy 
passion fruit tea or yeah passion tea lemonades oh mm-hmm, which is they're like pink passion tea which is a tazo tea so it's not even really a thing i can credit starbucks for and they mix it <laughs> with lemonade and it's very zingy and refreshing in the summer i don't uh drink a lot of coffee drinks there which is crazy because i drink a lot of coffee drinks that's wild so, yeah well it's overpriced anyway and they're probably not sourcing it ethically Sorry, I'm making claims that I don't know. If allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> I think if um, we just say allegedly, it doesn't matter what we said before we said allegedly. <laughs> well, everybody, we hope you enjoyed this and uh, we will see you at the next one. Goodbye. Thanks, Spicy. Bye. Bye.